Hi, it's Pete Norstead here, and welcome to another edition of the Trade on Sports and Focused on Football Betting Podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, Peter. I believe we've got some great news to announce. Yes, we have. Um, well, for those of you uh, are obviously aware, uh, you'll have seen Jimmy's, uh, well, the free version of Focused on Football, or even the paid version of Focused on Football. You'll have seen that, it, you know, it's an excellent magazine. And uh, I think we decided, wouldn't we, to get together and that, the, the, the you know, it, the, this content needs to get out there and more eyes need to see it. It's, a, it's an excellent publication and uh, it's now going online. Yes, Peter. People have said we've been flirting for far too many years over the podcast. It's about time we got together and we have done. We have launched focusonfootball.co.uk, a joint venture I'm um, linking up with Trade on Sports, and it's been we've had some amazing feedback so far about the site. Um, we'll tweak it as we go along because I'm sure we haven't got everything right, Pete. But uh, yeah, what? No, what, no, what, no. What? Yeah, I mean, what we what we have got. Uh, I'll just go through a brief, very brief thing. We'll, we'll probably do a podcast, you know, later on about the full things and what we're doing. Essentially. Uh, how, how Jimmy is monetizing this is, is he's we, we've got our ratings and bets service where Jimmy has his best selections and then the trade on sports ratings and bets go in there and that's £3.95 a month and also Jimmy is becoming an affiliate for the trade on sports uh, services also on there on the front page you've got uh, data sheets uh, Excel sheets which you can download these are incredible uh, we'll people these are in yeah. game changers Yes, and these will be updated uh, early every week, either a Monday or a Tuesday, but they'll be updated regularly. Uh, I'll tweet out when they are updated. And these, like you say, you can search, data mine these, and they're very, you know, they can they can prove very good, it's, especially, you know, if you're looking at a score at half time, for example, or something like that. They're, they're good sheets. Yeah, incredible. I, I tend to use them a lot, folks, for price range sort of performance teams in certain situations between certain price points and um, can be really lucrative looking at historical things because the effectively these are the the sheets that the bookmakers use um and then they get bet out of kilter in terms of when money comes in on certain teams and, and you can look to take advantage of them invaluable yes. tool. i've been using them for the last few years and uh yeah, fantastic. And they're completely free. You can download them. You can play around. You can run your own sort of trial systems. Incredible, Pete. Yeah, basically, they, 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 I mean, some of the things there, they, obviously, they've got the, the full-time scores, uh, total number of goals, uh, both teams to score, yes or no, under one and a half to under four and a half times, yes or no, half-time home goals, half-time result, etc. Second half home goals, second half results. So there you can you can you can even use it in play, total corners, total cards, etc. etc. So it's all the all the, the the good soccer stats in one place. And like like Jimmy says, you can use it for a price, you know, comparing price sort of you know ranges and it, it, it's a really good bit of kit really and uh, like i say we will be updating that on a on a weekly basis and that'll be uh, available for you and obviously as well as the magnificent content that uh, jimmy provides and and it will all be going online and and you know it'll be this site will be being updated very regularly yeah probably a couple of times a day uh, during busy times and uh Again, a few people have asked me why I've decided to, to go online rather than the magazine. As much as I loved doing the magazine, 
it was so much work in terms of making sure everything that was published on a Friday that I'd written on a Monday or Tuesday was as relevant. And we did lose out a few times on prices. We didn't get the best value because we couldn't get on early enough. When this content's ready, it will be tweeted out. It will be on the website, so check it regularly. So we should get the best of every price going, folks. Yes, and also what I would say as well, I mean, now the magazine, I, I mean, the days of, of sort of magazines now, even online magazines, it, it's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's an ever-changing world. And, and this is an ever-changing, you know, like you say, prices are ever-changing, things are ever-changing. And we can, you know, the blog post is as of that moment. And that's what I quite like about this. Yeah, we need to be nimble, Peter. I think that's the phrase, <laughs> nimble. Not, not like an old dinosaur yeah. like me, like a T-Rex yeah. moving slowly. Yeah. Get with the program, uh, and, the, <laughs> and yeah, like I say, the, 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 there's, there's no updates about it. If, if you want to join Trade on Sports, you can join through the Focused on Football website and then uh, Jimmy gets a, a percentage of those those payments effectively. But what you won't see on here, we're not going to, we're, and we're never going to go down the road of affiliate bookmaking because we don't, we just don't like it. No, a friend of mine said he was, um, refreshed by the fact that when he went on the site he wasn't met with a barrage of flashing sign up here you know we, we just want to provide good honest content if you like what we do and you want to get some more deeper analysis uh, and bets sign up if you don't just keep taking the free content folks we love providing it to you it's great if you sign up um but the work the hard work that we put in is still the same no matter what so yeah I do recommend the tennis, though, Pete. The tennis service. Oh yeah, Matt's Matt's yeah, Matt's brilliant on the tennis. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's red. Brilliant. Yes, 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 brilliant. It's yes, a- it really is. His, his data sheets are are, are superb. And I have and to say, some of it. This is what this is what I try and get over to some of my mates who would say, "Crikey, this looks a bit boring." Some of it, and I'm like, "Yeah, sometimes making money in betting is boring. You just stick with it, you churn with it, and you yeah. just keep looking at the." your bank balance going up. Right, we better get on with this uh, podcast. And this is for the the weekend's Premier League matches. We start with Leicester versus Liverpool. Um, Recent head-to-heads, Leicester 1-2, Liverpool are 1-3. Home to top six sides, Leicester's record's not bad. 1-3, drawn three, lost four. Cut off a 0-0 draw away at Wolves. Liverpool away at top six, 1-5, drawn three, lost two. Coming off a a, a 4-1 defeat at home to Man City, which is... Basically ended Liverpool's chances of winning the league, in my opinion. Leicester, they've won... They, sorry, Leicester have lost five of their last ten home matches. So that shows you what type of side they are at home. Liverpool won just two of their last nine Premier League matches. It seems to be falling apart. I've already had a bet on this, to be quite honest. I've backed Leicester plus a quarter, but now you can get them plus a half. I think that's a reasonable bet. That was a bit silly, Peter, wasn't it? Backing up plus yeah, a quarter. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I am surprised about this line move. Um, and, and I don't know whether it's just based on the, the bounce back that everybody expects from Liverpool. But, you know, that smile that we used to see on Jurgen Klopp's face, he, he kind of appears to have flipped the switch from charm mode into attack mode when he speaks to the media. Always looking for a fight. And you wonder if that's going to translate into his sort of interactions with his players. I mean, Liverpool have won each of the last... I think they're 6-1-0 in the last seven meetings of the sides. But things have changed. And will Liverpool now start prioritising Europe? I'm not sure. I think the value is with 
Leicester here plus half a goal now, Pete. And you referenced all of those home defeats, but as we've spoken about before, those have been against teams that have sat back. Liverpool aren't going to sit back. This is probably going to be a pretty open game. And yeah, plus half a goal. If I was going to bet the game, it would be the home side. Palace Burnley next. Uh, Palace have won two. Burnley has won two. At home to bottom half sides, Palace's record reads one six drawn, one lost three. They come off a two nil defeat away at Leeds. Burnley away at mid-table, 1-3 drawn, 2 lost 5, come off a 1-0 draw at home to Brighton. Palace, they've won two of their last three home matches, whereas Burnley have lost three of their last four away. However, despite this form, my rating suggesting some good value, Burnley, but I, I'm just, I just fancy, I think, I think, you know, anything can happen in this game. I, I, I think it's a 50-50. I, I don't like the quarter of the line. Well, it's a strange one because under two and a half goals has gone seven and two when they've met in Premier League action. And so normally you'd expect when, when the under hit so many times that there'd be quite a few draws. Not been a single draw. Burnley have five wins. Palace have four wins in those games. Now, Wilfred Sahar, hamstring injury. Don't believe he's going to be fit for this game. And we've spoken or I've mentioned before many times on this podcast He's probably the single most important player in the Premier League to his team. When Zahar doesn't play, they've lost 17 of their last 19 Premier League games. They've lost all four games that he's not played this season. He is the spark, Pete. Burnley are 16-11-11, away to bottom half finishing sides. <laughs> Here we go, folks. You know what I'm going to say. I'm going to bat Burnley plus quarter of a goal here, Pete. I think this is a really, I think this is a good bet. And I yeah. think Sahar doesn't start. It is an exceedingly good bet. Yeah, not not a. No, I I would I would agree with that. City uh, against uh, uh, Manchester City at home to Spurs. Uh, re- there's been some high-profile games uh, recently. Uh, Man City have won two. There's been two draws. Spurs have won one. At home to top half side, Spurs record reads 1-6 drawn, two lost two. Coming off a 4-1 uh, victory away at Liverpool. Spurs away at top six sides. Again, it's still a little bit of a, uh, an Achilles heel. one nought drawn, three lost seven. Coming off a 2-0 victory at home to West Brom. Sort of regulation victory, really. City, they've won their last 10 Premier League matches. They're really coming into their own now. Spurs lost three of the last four. Moretti suggesting no value in the line. Man City minus one and a half. You know, it, it looks as though City are going to win this game, I think. Well, a couple of seasons ago, we were accusing Spurs of being a one-man team when Harry Kane got injured and we were wondering how they would survive. And at that time, their results actually improved without their England captain in the lineup. Now, we can't say that this season because I have to say they are possibly, take Wilfred Zahar out of it, they are the one-man team in terms of the final third because the turnaround that we saw from them against West Brom last week when Harry Kane returned was incredible. They looked a different side. I mean, the line's probably set correctly at City minus one and a half, but this is still a Mourinho team in the Premier League receiving a hefty start by Premier League standards. Do you know what, Pete? It, it wouldn't surprise me if from nowhere we saw a bit of a shock in this game. I mean, in past seasons, I would be attracted to the over three goals, but this newfound resiliency in the City back line, I mean, they've kept clean sheets in nearly 60% of the league games this season. Stops me from taking the over three goals. But... I don't know what it is, Pete. It wouldn't surprise me if Spurs got some kind of result here, but I can't back it. 
No, no. I, I, I think I still think that I'd be surprised if they got that result. Brighton Villa next. Uh, recent head-to-heads was a one-all draw last season. At home to mid-table size, Brighton's record reads 1-1, drawn five, lost four. And the fact they've drawn five of those says everything, really, to me. Uh, coming off a one-all draw away at Burnley. Villa away at bottom six sides, 1-3, drawn one, lost six. Come off a, a good 1-0 victory at home to Arsenal, where they've beaten the Gunners twice this season. Brighton unbeaten... Uh, in five. Incredible, really. They've won three, drawn two when you consider their position. Villa lost three of their last four away matches. It's on scratch, no value in the line. It wouldn't surprise me if this is a draw. Well, this is the game I've probably got least to say about this weekend. I mean, with Villa being heavy favourites on the scratch line, I mean, I'm just checking now and they're 1.89 off scratch. You can probably make a, a case for buying the quarter of a goal with Brighton and taking them down to about 1.7, receiving a quarter of a goal. But what you have to accept if you do that, and I do think that is the the side to play if you're interested in playing this game, given their recent form, I think taking Brighton here plus a quarter is a decent option. But if you do that, you have to accept that you're taking a team that are just 1-6-4 and at home this season against a side who have won 6-11 on their travels. I mean, that stat in itself should probably warn you off making a bet. But if you are looking to wager in this game, I'll probably lean to the home side, Pete. Uh, Southampton Wolves next, uh, and both teams are, are not having a great time about the minute. Uh, Southampton are 1-1, recent Wolves are 1-1. At home to mid-table south, side, Southampton's record reads 1-2, drawn 1, lost 7. They're coming off a, a 3-2 defeat away at Newcastle, which is quite a poor defeat, I thought, in truth. Wolves away at mid-table sides, they've been fairly resilient. 1-4, drawn 4, lost 2, coming off a 0-0 draw at home to Leicester. Southampton, they've lost their last five Premier League matches. Um, Wolves, they've only just won one of their last 10. I've already had a bet in this. I'll have to say I've backed Wolves plus a quarter goal. The line is scratch at the moment. I still think there's value Wolves. You can back a quarter of a goal, but it's 1.77. But I, I, I think that Wolves will avoid defeat here. Do you think they'll score, Peter? I'm not sure, but I, 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 I think they could do, yeah. Yeah, you could do because, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they couldn't do. <laughs> Don't mean they will. I mean, there's, there's been at least two goals in each of the team's five meetings since Wolves came into the top flight. But Wolves have really struggled to score goals of late. I mean, on the match line, I probably lean towards the home team here off scratch. But but given the, given the attacking sort of issues for Wolves, I would probably... Rather than take Southampton off scratch, I'll probably take a little bit of a chance on them at 13-8. to eight. So I think we might be going head-to-head here, Pete. Yeah. On the three-way line, I think Wolves... Uh, sorry, I think Southampton look half-decent at 13-8 to eight here because I just don't really know where Wolves' goals are going to come from. But you can't rely on wonder strikes like Matinho did the other week, every single week. They're not creating chances... I lean to the home side there. Sorry, mate. I disagree. West Brom, Man United uh, next. 1-1, Man United 1-2. At home to top six sides. West Brom's record reads 1-1, drawn three, lost six. They're coming off a 2-0 defeat away at Spurs. Man United away at bottom six sides. 1-6, drawn two, lost two. Come off a three-old draw at home to Everton where really they should have won that game, really. West Brom, one point from their last five Premier League matches. Manchester United unbeaten in 18 away matches. No value in the line. 
I'm not only Betty. You know, United's away record is, is spectacular in truth. Well, it makes you wonder, in a way, what what this line might have been if David De Gea hadn't limp wristed yeah. that sort of yeah. cross shot through. I mean, would if if Man United had beaten Everton, would this be minus one and three quarters? I don't know. I can't think it would be. No, I'd, I wouldn't um, have said so. But, you know, United are 8-3-0 away from Old Trafford this season. And as you say, they're on a God knows how many game unbeaten run. Only three of the wins this season have come by more than one goal. So we do have to sort of caveat that. They've not been, they've been dominant in terms of their results, but they've not really always put games to bed. But this is the stat <clears throat> that stops me from backing West Brom. They've already lost to Arsenal, Villa, Palace, Leeds and Man City on home soil by more than, by, you know, by this line, yeah. by two or more goals. I mean, I'm not sure where Big Sam goes with his tactics. I mean, last week before the Spurs game, he was on about they were trying a formation that they're not really practised. I mean, well, what's he on about? He seems to have lost the plot, Sam Allardyce. The only thing as well that stops me from backing United here. They do go to Sociedad on Thursday night for a Europa League game. Can you expect them to really put their foot down all the way through the game? That puts me off a little bit. Arsenal leads next. Uh, uh, Arsenal at home to mid-table sides. Their record used to be good. It, it's not so good now. 1-3, drawn three, lost four. Look up for 1-0 defeat away at Villa. Leeds away form recently. It sums everything up about Leeds. 1-6, drawn naught, lost four. Come for 2-0 victory at home to Palace. Arsenal unbeaten in five home matches. Leeds won three of the last four Premier League matches. The line is minus a half. There's, there's, there's no value in the line. I think this could be a good game, to be quite honest. This could be an entertaining. Yeah, it could be entertaining. The line actually has moved. It's it's Arsenal minus three quarters now. I think that I think Leeds offer some value there. In truth, yeah, I mean that correlates to the the upward movement in the goal line. Unfortunately, I was really attracted, Pete, to the over two and three quarters, but the goal line has moved now to three. Um, now, before the game last time out against Palace, I identified the deficiencies in Leeds's. Uh, set piece defending I expected Palace to take full advantage of that they won the game 2-0 Leeds but it makes me wonder whether <clears throat> the fact that Palace had less than a third of the ball was a telling factor there I think if you get 50% of the ball against Leeds as I think Arsenal probably will do you will create numerous chances some of which from set pieces I mean you know despite Arsenal's struggles in the final third of the the pitch. I was really interested in the over two and three quarters. Seen four or more goals in six of Leeds' eleven away games. Over two and a half goals has gone nine and two in games away from Ellen Road. Sadly, now it's shifted to three. I can't touch it, mate. I would. It would have been a bet for me that I think at two and three quarters I'd have took the over. But now the prevailing line is three. I can't do it. Everton versus Fulham next. Um... Everton uh, uh, won the last time the two sides met. Home to bottom six sides. This is I'm, I'm surprised at this stat. Everton won three, drawn one, lost six at home. That's incredible when you look at their record, especially Everton's record against the better sides. It, they've got a really good record at home to the better sides, a really poor record to the poorer sides. Got off a three-old draw away at Man United. Fulham away at top half sides, poor. One-one drawn, one lost eight, cuff a nil-nil draw at home to West Ham. Everton, one point from their last three home matches. That says a lot. Fulham drawn their last four away. I mean, I think that this price is based literally on these recent results. I think Everton minus a half is a good bet. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I can't remember what game it was last week where you said if it looks too good to be true, is it a That's trap? the worry. That's the worry. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's what I'm feeling here. And, and as you say, those recent stats really sort of make you think, you know, this... Yeah, the re- you know, the, well, the, re- the recent stats do put you off, don't they? That, that, that's the... Yeah, but I always think when I back a team plus half a goal, will they win the game? And, and I have to believe that they can do. And Fulham have only won one of ten away from home. Yes, admittedly, they've drawn five. But if I think Fulham are probably going to draw the game, they can't win it. Well, why don't you just back the draw outright about five to two or eleven to four rather than you know backing half of a result that you don't think will happen? If you think Fulham are going to get something from the game, you're probably just better off backing the draw than backing them plus half a goal. Massive lean here towards Everton, Pete. They do play, as you quite rightly say, up and down to the level of their competition, though. So, yeah. Again, I'm I'm so tempted with the toffees, but I'm just going to resist. West like Ham. Christmas, that Pete, when yeah. they hand the toffees around, yeah. can't do it. West Ham, Sheffield United next. Uh, one old draw last season. At home to bottom six sides. West Ham's record is reasonable. 1-6, drawn three, lost one half a nil-nil draw away at Fulham. Sheffield United away at top half sides. Poor, really. 1-1, one, one, drawn two, lost seven, come off a 2-1 to beat at home to Chelsea. West Ham, they've won five of the last seven Premier League matches. And Sheffield United, they've won just one of the last 17 away. My ratings assessing no value in the line, minus three quarters West Ham. I would quite like to see West Ham do well here and, and you know, push for those, uh, you know, Champions League places. But you know what they're like. I do. I used to work with loads of them, loads of their supporters. Anyway, I know exactly what they're like. They'll be crowing, Peter. That's what they'll be doing. <laughs> um, on this one, it feels like West Ham are like a sort of specialist subjective mastermind at the moment because each week they ask us a new question. Like last week, can you trust them as an away favourite laying a quarter of a goal at Fulham? They failed that. They drew the game. But it was goalless. So... You can say, you know, it's a decent performance. Now, I'm not sure if Suchek, whether he's going to be um, playing after his sending off near the end. Um, he's a big player for them, Suchek. So if he's missing, uh, if his appeal doesn't get overturned or uh, listened to, then they're going to struggle. Now, this question this week is, can you trust them to win by two goals to fully cast a bet against the side who play every game close? I've picked up a half winner. Last week was Sheffield United losing by just one goal at home to Chelsea. You know, this is, you know, you can't bet this game, I don't think, Pete. It's so finely balanced because you can make cases on either side. I'm just going to keep well away. Next up and finally, we've got uh, Chelsea Newcastle. Uh, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea have won all four of the recent head-to-heads at home to bottom six sides 1-7 draw nought lost three come for 2-1 victory away at Sheffield United Newcastle away at top six poor really 1-1 draw nought lost nine uh, coming off a 3-2 uh, victory at home to Southampton Chelsea they've won three Premier League matches on the bounce now Newcastle lost two of their last three very good value, Newcastle. Here, I'm going to go with this plus one and three quarter goals. It's, yeah, I, I, I think I don't see them losing by three games. The only trouble is their recent matches away at these better sides. They haven't found the net. If they can find the net, I think they, 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 they you know, hopefully this can be covered. Well, you basically 
covered my summarisation of the game there, Peter. If you want to bet Newcastle here, I think you have to believe they can find a way to score. And I'm finding that difficult. Now, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record here. Chelsea are vastly overrated by the betting markets, but being vastly overrated does not always correlate with a losing bet. And I, I personally have serious concerns here about Newcastle's ability to find the back of the net. Now, they scored twice late on at Goodison Park in that fantastic 2-0 win last time out on the travels at Everton. But prior to that, they'd fired blanks in each of the previous four away games. And let's be honest, it was, it was looking very much likely that they weren't going to score at Goodison Park either. So it could have been five away, uh, five away trips without a goal. If you think Newcastle can score, folks, then they are a really good bet here, plus one and three quarters. But I tell you what, that's a big question to answer. Right, let's uh, wrap this up. Then I'm going to have three this week. Um, let, let me look. Leicester, I've already gone plus a quarter, but they are available plus a half. Um, well, you can load up yeah. then. You can buy another quarter. Wolves, um, I've already got plus a quarter, but off scratch, I would prefer to back plus a quarter there and uh, Newcastle plus one and three quarters. I wouldn't put anybody off backing Everton though, but I, 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 it's just that recent stats, the recent form. But yeah. Yeah, and you, you do wonder in terms of Everton's recent form, most of that's behind closed doors. That home crowd is so vociferous and really gets behind them and it's probably just the difference against the weaker opposition in normal times. So I can I can see why, in a way, they're priced like that. I'm just having the one bet. Uh, call me the broken record. I'm going to take Burnley plus a quarter away at Crystal Palace and I'll be scouring that team sheet and the team news. And if Wilfred Zahar is not in that Palace starting lineup, Peter, I might have an extra £2.50 on Burnley. Right, well, next week we're back to the normal. I think we're back to the normal, aren't we? Twice a week business. <laughs> so we will... That's not normal, that's yeah. abnormal. So we will... We will be back, no doubt, Monday. So we shall speak to you then. And don't forget, go to Focused on Football and read all the great content that's going to be coming on there over the next few days. Oh, but I, get, I better get off and start writing it then, <laughs> yeah. Pete. Best of luck, everybody. Cheers.